This is the Upgraded Life Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Nick Sotelo. And in this episode, I'm going to bring you Lauren Tickner. Lauren is an online entrepreneur, and she is in the business now of helping other online entrepreneurs to level up and scale up their business and to show them how to use social media super effectively. So even if you're not in the online business space, she still has an amazing story to tell. So I would encourage you to check out this episode with me giving you a powerful conversation, Lauren Tickner. So let's buckle up and go for a ride on the Upgraded Life podcast. Life is my personal project where I help people realize and reach their potential. I've been a professional helper for 20 years. Here's what I'm convinced of. The life that you have right now and the life that you want tomorrow is a product of your personal mindset, mission, and movement. Each episode of the Upgraded Life podcast is going to give you something that you can do as soon as the episode is over to upgrade your personal mindset. Your mindset informs your mission. Your mission tells you how to move every single day. And together, that is the Upgraded Life. I am here with Lauren, and Lauren is an amazing woman with an amazing story to tell, and the way that she lives her life and the way that she helps people is something that caught my attention, and we do have a mutual contact, so that always helps as well, but I'm super excited to have Lauren with me here on the Upgraded Life podcast. Lauren, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, and I'm all about upgrading my life in every way, shape, and form, and consistently sticking to that new level that I've upgraded to, right? Because once you get to a certain point, the feeling of hell for people like us is going backwards, and so it's like, how can I upgrade everything around me to maintain this new standard and actually turn that into the thing that's become normal for me? So I really, I have the same same value for myself, so it's good to be here. Yeah, yeah, great to have you too. One of my mentors talks about as opposed to chasing a new high, that we should be creating a new floor, right? Because when you create a new floor, that's what sustains you and that where you're at. Otherwise, you just kind of peak and then you- I feel you. I love that. So you get to do what you want when you want. It was- On your terms. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the things that I think a lot of people want, right? And I think for some people, it's in the beginning really challenging to have all this time and to be able to choose exactly what you want to do whenever you want it. And so thanking my- beginnings in fitness and so I was able to build a lot of discipline into my days and into my weeks so I've always unintentionally had like a I guess a schedule so I'll wake up I like to move my body in the morning while doing something that's going to actually mean that my day has at least progressed forward in some way shape or form like when I was working in a corporate job and when I was first starting my business I would always say how can I every single no matter make sure that I've done something to move this thing forward and also how can I make sure that I'm getting some movement in because I really believe that if you begin with putting your health first then everything else is just easier right and so yeah I mean it's it's really cool to be able to have all the freedom in the world but at the same time it's that balance between when am I actually complacent versus do I want to when do I want to push for more because it's quite hard to decide that because when you decide to step into entrepreneurship and your own business you're the one that ultimately gets to choose right no one's making decisions for you and so that's something which I think a lot of us have to grapple with you know when is enough enough 
is it ever going to be enough? And not just because materialistic things, I mean, all my stuff fits into one suitcase. But for me, it's more about like the self challenge. And there becomes a point where your goals have to become your goals, not the goals of your company, because otherwise you're just setting your team up to fail. Because if your goals are always so big all the time, and every single week, you're trying to over stretch and do bigger and better things well you can't expect your team to constantly be hitting you know this massive massive 10x goal if you haven't even hit the basic goal you know so that's something that i've had to come to terms with over the last few years when you were in the the corporate world what were you doing there asset management i was like the youngest person they'd ever hired in this whole company and i was basically doing fund management strategy kind of thing and it was just pretty miserable because the people that I was working with were fund managers like managing billions and billions and billions and pretty much all of them were either really overweight or really and most of them either had kids that they never really spoke to or they were single dudes and I just looked around and I thought well I don't really want that to be me and although this was always my dream since I was younger it just isn't it isn't what it's portrait to be so yeah I had my nice title and my nice company that's like a famous company in the UK and my nice office and everything but yeah it was it was pretty miserable actually it was actually very lonely too because if I was the youngest one there I had no one else my age it was boring how long did it take for that misery to set in oh no it happened in the first month first month yeah 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 yeah. yeah. it was totally awful I was drinking like 10 cups of coffee a day seriously it, it was really bad and I'd never drank coffee before then yeah. In, a, in another group that I'm a part of, we, we use this saying all the time. And the saying goes, people prefer the certainty of misery over the misery of uncertainty. So, so there you are a month into it. And then you're looking at the, it only took you a month to see the misery that the people around you were choosing every day, right? Yeah. But people choose that misery because it's what they're supposed to be doing, quote unquote. It's the path that they're supposed to be on. It's what mom or dad told them they were supposed to do, right? All these things. And so then they, then they become like what you were doing, right? 10 cups of coffee, 10 drinks at night, kids that they don't see, and they do it every day day in and out and so they've chosen that misery because to choose the uncertain thing which is to do something different uh, there's misery involved in that too because you don't know what's on the other side mm, yeah staying where you're at though is only going to give you one thing which is more misery it's guaranteed right yeah. success through the other going through the other i mean it's not guaranteed but there's a chance right and so, but the logical thing is, is that if you don't want to be miserable and then quit doing what you're doing in that environment, you've got to try to do something else because at least there's a chance. And I, I left my career almost a year ago and saying, you know, same thing, right? It's just people that stay there and they're just miserable. And, and it took me 20 years to, it didn't take me a month, right? But uh, what was keeping you that? All the same things that I talked about, right? Is the, it's the, the comfortability, it's the, 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 the certainty of, of being able to predict, you know, what kind of a paycheck I was going to get. It was, you know, this last phase of my career. It's, oh, I'm so close to retirement. I just need to, I just need to stick it out. You know, it's, you, you know, my, my, my government job sucked me in and kept me there. Right. I started when I was 21 and, you know, but I got out because the next 20, there's no way I was putting another 20 years in. Right. Absolutely no way. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's rough. I mean, I think it's interesting nowadays because I am that Gen Z, just about. And because of that, I think, fortunately, I grew up in the era where I was exposed to other opportunities, which normal people, just like me, 
had access to. And so I remember being in that job and going to the toilet, like on my phone and just going on Instagram because I had a fitness Instagram account at the time. And I was just like connecting with people, having conversations with them. And I would like watch you. We had these up and down standing desks. (laughs) And so I'd always have my standing desk up because everyone else was sat down so they couldn't see my screen. And so I, they blocked all social medias, but they had LinkedIn. And so I was following a few PhDs and people who were researching health and fitness, which is what I was into then. And I realized like, oh, they're always linking out to this like apply, apply to work with me. And so I thought, well, they're doctors. So I guess like I can't do that. And then I started realizing, oh, some of these people who make these YouTube videos, they're also doing this like apply to work with me thing. And that was how I put two and two together. And I realized, oh, I can actually do like this online coaching thing because I saw some of these YouTubers and I must say, I was better at fitness than them. Like, you know, they would, they were putting out proper like bro science type of stuff. I was like, I know better science based, you know, training and nutrition. So yeah, I just started like coaching some people. I collaborated with a friend on it who was already doing in-person training. And what was really interesting was that it was really, really easy. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I just made more in a day than I made in like three months in my job. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And this whole world opened up to me. But I think until you get a taste of it, a lot of people think that it's not possible for them sure. because they think, well, all these other people are out there who are doing it so successfully already. I can't possibly compete. But if you have that type of mindset, you're always, that's that's absolutely true. Whether you believe you can or you can't, that's what's going to happen because yeah. you believe it. So you take the actions that align with that, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a great Henry Ford quote right? Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that story. So you're at work and you're what you're allowed to do through LinkedIn. And that's where you caught a vision for this. So what, I mean, what was that like? I mean, what, how, how, and when did you quit? And what was that transition like to, to pursue this other direction? I quit my corporate job the day after I got my bonus. Okay. So like it, it, it was, it was supposedly paid out, but it hadn't landed in my bank. So like I kept checking my bank and then finally when it landed, then I handed in the notice. Yeah. It was actually the final day was actually on April fool's day as well. I was like more fool you guys. So you got a bonus and was that that kind of provided a little bit of a cushion then for you to be able to, you know, breathe a little bit while you were doing something different? I mean, look, I'll be honest, I didn't need money. I really didn't need money because like I'd already saved up enough money through like a waitressing job that I had done to pay for my car Mm -hmm. and my car insurance. And like I was young, I was living with my parents. But even if I needed to live somewhere else, I could have found a place to stay for like 300 bucks a month or something. So it wouldn't have been the end of the world. I didn't have kids or a family. That's the difference. So I think for those who are trying to quit that job you have to take a calculated decision because if you're having a family and you have a ton of bills to pay or if you have like sick parents or something who you need to who are who you're a provider to just quitting your job just like that is a really silly silly thing to do right. whereas for me yeah like I mean I I did have a lot of money saved to be fair for my age I mean I was only like 19 at the time but I already had planned that I was going to university which by the way I ended up dropping out of but I had changed my degree to be a business degree rather than economics and politics because if I continued doing that I would have just landed up in the same job you know so yeah like I could have you know you could say I had a, I probably had like I don't know 20 30 grand 40k saved or something which for a 19 year old is really a lot but I was always super smart with my money I was never spending any money had no one depending on me so when it comes to like when it comes to this I think people think they need more than they do all the time like do if you're making like a, a six-figure salary in your job or like three grand a year 
how much of you like do you really really actually need i, don't, yeah. I cannot yeah. stuff you needs versus wants right mm-hmm. yeah 100 yeah. percent. that's right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's not that you didn't need money but you had done the things that were necessary along the way so that you could have that freedom right so that so that you could even in that phase in your life you could be like i don't really need this job but there's a lot of people that never put in that front end work you did and so they they can't imagine, like you were saying, they can't even imagine not having this current job that they're locked into, right? Because they've they've backed themselves into a corner, they've dug a hole so deep that they they can't see out of it. Yeah. So tell me then. So you mentioned it here, and I saw when I was in my research that you do have a, a background in fitness, and you were a powerlifter. Where does where does that fit into this phase of the story at this point? Yeah, I was powerlifting then. And actually, I think at that point I was doing like bodybuilding, but like the, you know, not, not like jacked or anything. I mean, I was, I was tiny to be just like some fun kind of bodybuilding style stuff, but maybe I was just making YouTube videos and I was sharing what I was doing and posting on Instagram. And, And like, my whole thing is that I really want to be able to empower people to be able to do the things that they love, be able to make content in the way that they want to be doing it. And then on the back end, have like a safety net, which takes any interest and people who are interested in how, how can I get help from you? There's like a safety net on the back end that can then turn that person into a member or a client and obviously a sale for you and your business. But then the client is also able to get served. And I think like that's really because that's that was always my dream. But I couldn't figure out in the beginning, like how does how do I make this business work? Because I tried a bunch of different things and like I ended up losing a ton of money through trying to make like a legging company. And then I try I tried drop shipping. I tried like trading because my background was in asset management. So I knew a lot about stocks and shares. And so yeah, I made a load of money, lost a load of money, made a load of money, lost a load of money. What really I then realized was, oh well. I'm really good at actually selling these online packages. But the problem was that I didn't enjoy it because I was selling these programs and then I was feeling no impact because I would sell something to a client and then I'd never hear from them again because they would go and do it and they'd post like these transformation photos on social media. Now there's almost 200,000 for the brand of my company. But what was hard is that like, I never spoke to them. And so I became really, really confused because I was making a lot of money and then I was feeling nothing. And so I didn't really understand like, what is this all about? Because I didn't want to buy anything either. So then I realized like my business model was broken for the type of person I am. I needed to find a way to actually feel like I was doing something for people. Because if I was just selling these kind of lower price packages, they do it by themselves then what? So that was when I had to really kind of figure out if I think about what do people always ask me to help them with? If I'm invited to speak at all these events, which was happening a lot, what am I asked to talk about? And it was always about social media, which was really interesting because I'd never even considered that that was a thing that I was good at because I didn't have the biggest following, but I was making the most money. And so at that point, I realized, wow, I'm really, really good at monetizing social media, but now I need to find a way to do it in a way that's actually aligned with my values and not just selling a bunch of like pre-made programs that I've already built. And that's kind of how I went into what I do now, but it was not a quick thing. It happened over years because I didn't really take the feedback as fast as I should have. And what, what was that feedback? Was it internal just or external feedback? External feedback from people. Just like I would always speak at these fitness events and they would always ask me to talk about social media. Mm. They would fly me to all these different countries. And I was I even had a marketing agency at one point, social media marketing agency. So but you weren't, I, weren't doing your own social media for a while. Is that what that means? 
no, no, no. I was running an oh, agency. You were running it. So, okay. yeah, yeah, like I was doing social media marketing for companies. Mm-hmm. But I never thought that I could connect what I was doing on social media to helping other people build a business they love to run with social media mm-hmm. because I didn't have the business that I love to run yet, you know? So only when I went back into the online coaching side of things did I realize, wow, I really, really love this because you get to work with clients that you really enjoy working with. Because I think before I was working with clients, I just didn't enjoy it. Because I, I, the woman who was working in my asset management job, she told me, you should never mix your passion with a thing that makes you money and you're going to start to hate your passion. So I took that seriously, right? Yeah. But she was so wrong. She mm-hmm. was so wrong. Right. And that's yeah. why she's in a job that she hates, you know? Right. And then she doesn't have much time or, or money for the things that she's passionate about. That's why I'm saying, yep. It's, so you also said that that the moving from the e-product world, if it's okay to talk about like that, right? Where you're, you're, you're yeah, delivering yeah. an e-product that you didn't, you didn't experience the impact, but it also wasn't aligned with your values. So I'm, I'm really big on core values clarification for the people that I work with. It's been huge for me and in my life and in my career. And so, so when you said that, obviously my ear, perked up. So tell me about you and and how did you become in tune with core values and and how did that how did your core values lead you into this new direction that you were going to go? Well, when I was starting, I never even knew that core value. I never, I'd never heard core values. I didn't mm. know that that was a thing. I don't think many people, until they really get into entrepreneurship, I don't think many people think about core values. Maybe now, you know, eight, nine years later, it's more comp to speak about but back then especially in the uk by the way like uk is let's say 20 years behind usa and canada so like for me being from england personal development is something that like personal development why are you so arrogant why are you so all about yourself why do you want to try and become better like oh my gosh who do you think you are that's what personal development is still today in the uk so It's quite hard to think that through right now because for me, for example, I'm like super Americanized. I love the USA. American people are like my favorite Canadian people. Like I just think they are so awesome because they are so open-minded and they want to become better. But in the UK, it's the opposite. People don't want you to expand yourself because, oh gosh, then, then, you know, it's going to challenge me to look at my own life, right? Oh, well, if they're better, then I'm going to be even worse. So I didn't know that core values was a concept and I started listening to podcasts I don't know I don't know how I wish I knew how I ever even figured out what is a podcast because I this was the weirdest thing like why was I doing that at 17 years old I have no idea I have no idea even to this day most people don't think to listen to podcasts so for everyone listening to this like my hat goes off to you but somehow I started listening somehow I wish I knew and I started learning more about personal development like wow this is really cool and so by the time that I started learning about personal core value I had already felt that feeling like I really need freedom I like to do what I want to do when I want to do it I like to be wherever the hell I want to be as you said and I like to be able to control my own schedule and so it was like Freedom was a thing for me, for an independence, mm-hmm. like choice of, of, of my own sort of ability to choose whatever I want. And then I realized, ah, well, my younger brother is disabled. So it probably comes from that. You know, he can't choose. He doesn't have the option. And so frankly, like I should be making the most of my days because my brother has to have, he can't eat because he eats through a tube in his effing tube. And he cannot talk. Really, he says a few words, but really he doesn't talk. He's two years younger than me, but his mental age is one and a half, two years old. And so then I had all the freedom in the world, but I was like totally miserable. And then I realized, well, freedom without fulfillment can be a pretty dangerous place. And that's when I realized, well, fulfillment is absolutely a value of mine. 
And I actually think it's just as important to me as it is freedom. And then I had to realize, well, I always thought that I wanted to make a lot of money because, well, that's why I got into finance, right? Like you got to, to make the money, you have to be with the money. That's what my dad always used to say to me. He was not in finance, by the way. I think I was just trying to live his dream. But I then thought, I didn't even think it's about the money because I had the taste of that. And for me, it really was about the freedom and the fulfillment together. So that's how I came up with my core values. And then I realized, well, I can have freedom and fulfillment, but I'm really friggin' lonely, you know? And that's how I realized for me, I don't have kids right now, but family is really important. Really, really important, friends and family. And it's those that share those values of freedom and fulfillment. And those are the people that I find I get on with and that light me up and that I enjoy spending time with. And so it's been only through really a lot of introspection, like analyzing emotions and the things where I'm feel like I'm just having a good time and enjoying it. And that's how I was able to figure out personally for me, my values. And now it's really easy to make decisions. For example, if someone just wants to have a shallow conversation, right? And just super basic conversation. I'll give you an example, right? I was in New York and I needed a jacket because it was really, really cold. And I live in Dubai, so I didn't own a jacket. I All of my stuff is literally one suitcase. And then me and my boyfriend have another suitcase that we just put like tubs of protein powder in and stuff. And so I hadn't, I had nothing. And so I needed a jacket and and the nearest shop next to where I was at, it was Burb. So I just went in and bought a jacket. Like I didn't think about it. And I knew this one jacket and I thought I tried this jacket on before. I didn't buy it because I didn't really, really want it, but I really needed it now. So I went in and I bought it. It was like a few grand. And so then the next thing I, I just, it didn't even cross my mind that that was like an expensive purchase because I just needed it and it's a quality thing. And I knew I will not buy another jacket ever, literally. So whatever. Anyway, so I then get into Austin, Texas and my friend of a friend is there. And the first thing he says to me is like, oh, I love your jacket. And then like, I just was like, oh, thanks. Cool. I forgot I was even wearing it. And then like, we sat down in the dinner and like, he turns to me. The next thing he said to me, the only other thing was like, yeah, well, I have a black trench coat like and it's just talking about this frigging jacket and I'm like oh my gosh I can't even stand talking to you and I know that sounds really savage but like let's be honest we think of these things all of us do and so I just didn't try and talk to him again because all he wanted to talk about was this frigging like jacket to try and tell me that he also has one because oh like I must be so cool and successful but to me it was just like I don't even care I literally couldn't care if I was wearing this jacket or another one and so that just kind of highlighted to me like how important it is like deep meaningful conversations and connections it's so draining to talk about something shallow and surface level but I think you can only be so selective who you are talking to and spending time with when you know those values and you're confident in yourself so that's how I kind of figured that out yeah yeah yeah. so for you it's a it's a balance then because you were lonely in one phase but then you know how do you how do you move forward but then also don't find yourself in another spot of just being lonely again it's it's literally like uh, everything builds on top of each other. So it's like you can have freedom, but freedom without fulfillment is just... That's that's misery again. Yeah. But then freedom and fulfillment without friends and family to enjoy it with is shallow and empty success. Yeah. yeah. So then again, you could have family and freedom. Again, unfulfillment. You're miserable. Family and fulfillment no freedom you're trapped maybe it's a good type of trapping though i don't know to me freedom and fulfillment can't really they can't really exist without each other anymore it's just not even a thing that i will be willing to accept yeah when you move beyond e-corp then 
and you started directly with what, what were you helping them do or what, what do you help people do? Well, there's been so much stuff mm-hmm. in, there's been so many different things, but it's always either been fitness, personal branding or scaling online businesses. And like within all within those realms. Now my clients these days are not fitness really at all. Um, we to now these days because we help people sell high price packages using social media. Put really simply, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's what we're really, really good at. And uh, typically the minimum price point that our clients sell at is like 2.8K, like really minimum. 2.8 to 10K is like the minimum range. Mm-hmm. And uh, so naturally like B2C don't really tend to fall within that range. And so we have referral partners who we send people to if, if that's what they do. But yeah, so our whole thing is all about building the business that you love. Like taking what you're doing now and turning that into something that you really, really love and care about. Because we want our clients to be able to live the lifestyle that they always dreamed of, but also to be enjoying the work that they do. Because our clients are those that like, they love to make content or they want to be speaking at events and sharing their message or sharing something that's important to them. So they need to know that there is something on the back end that converts into consistent high amounts of revenue and high profits for them. Because I think often all that we hear all the time is you need to have this like giant crazy complicated business with this massive sales team and all this complicated marketing when really most people don't need that at all to be making like high five six figures a month you really don't need that and that's kind of what I really want to be able to help people achieve like the movement I want to create is like let's build the high profit business that you love to run and that's enjoyable for you and that's what's really important for us at Impact School. And right, that, that tends to be B2B. Is that, is that what you're saying? Is that your best, most your of our, best fit? Most of our clients, like they serve entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or companies. And, it's mainly serving entrepreneurs, honestly. Or if they're serving like a consumer of some sort, they're selling a high price package. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to sell like the kind of $100 per month type of thing, what we do with those is we just reprice, repackage and reposition because it's just not really like, it's not going to give you the margins that you need unless you're a giant influencer. That's the difference. But even our influencer clients, we still kind of have them increase that. And then do you work with people who who have the, who have, they have the desire, but maybe they don't have the vision where there's a lot of people who would probably just heard this Lauren and said, well, what in the world can I sell for, for, you know, 2.8 K or, or, or 10 K? Like, I don't, I don't have anything that, that I could sell for that. So therefore maybe, maybe Lauren's not talking to me. Do, do, do you run into that? Or is, is that something that you help people with? If they do try, if they do, they want to know more about how to do this. Well, that's what they probably need you because right. we don't help with people that stage. Like our right. clients are those who are experts. Like yeah. they're really good at something and they know they have the value to offer. And really they just need to have a sales system that converts based upon them talking about the things that they love. Yeah. And they need to have a way to actually be able to package it all up and sell it for that higher mm-hmm. price point. So to answer your question, honestly, no, like I'm not good at serving those people because we we specifically work with people that they have the credibility, they have the ability to command those premium prices. And we want to help them be able to spread their message and serve more people. Yeah. So they've got a fire built, so to speak, and they know how to keep the fire built at its current current level and you come along and you show them how to toss the the, the, the gas on exactly yeah and they may not have like the right product right now mm-hmm. or they may be lacking the vision because they've been trying 
trying all the wrong strategies for so long. But like as long as they're as long as they're really really good at what they do and they want to use social media to sell stuff, then uh, then we can help. But like that's actually the biggest feel for us. Honestly, is like could you sell something for two point eight k minimum, like two point eight to ten k minimum minimum without a crazy drawn out payment plan or wild guarantee? And they need to have authority to do that, right? They need to have experience or a network in your space while we ramp up the social media. Yeah. So to the extent that you are, you know, free and willing to talk about it, you know, social media tends to be one of those things that what works at one point in time doesn't work someplace else. And a lot of people get frustrated with their, with their approach to, to social media because it quote unquote doesn't work, but what did you try? Well, I tried this for two days and it didn't work. So I quit. And so, you know, what are, what are kind of those founda- foundational pieces that people need to either learn about or embrace when it comes to building an audience on, on social media? Yeah. Like it's interesting you say that because I don't think anything that we work on with our clients is like tactical, like what you mentioned, because that's exactly the problem. Like we essentially focus primarily with our clients on giving them copywriting training so that then they can, it's platform agnostic. So every single piece of copy. So we'll obviously, we'll write the copy with them. So every single week we give our clients like the template and then obviously they'll go and amend it slightly. It's kind of like if you were to, if I was to give you a sales script, you're going to change some of the words to make it in your tonality, but the, the, the framework is there. Then every week they submit it back to us and get it posted. Right. So like my point is, it's all about copywriting and you've got to just whip it out on the same platform or on different platforms. Sorry. Like, I think a lot of people will think that they need to focus on one platform how much extra time does it take to just copy and paste it to another one? 10 mm. seconds, 20 seconds. Why do people not do that? Yeah, because because let the, me guru, tell you, the gurus tell them not to. Right. True. But like <laughs> I, for example, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I have this one client. This is not uncommon as well. Like I saw him post the other day in our chat, in one of our channels on Slack, like his post went viral on LinkedIn. Like he doesn't even really think about LinkedIn as his main platform by any means. So obviously, for example, for me, like the one where we bring in the most sales is typically Instagram. Just right now, that's how it is. But now some posts are going viral on LinkedIn as in right now. Okay. In three months time, maybe different. Three months ago, it would have been like ticked. But as you say, it changes. So just post it everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's all about and I could get super tactical when it comes to like exactly how to write stuff that converts, etc. I don't want to get too caught up on that because I think if people really just were to say, okay, how can I write a headline that is all about a problem that my dream client is going to connect with, write three to five like value points around how to overcome that problem and have two call to actions in the copy. Mm. Like it's super simple. Don't overcomplicate it. I can I can literally close like close my eyes and write ten posts in ten minutes because you just need a framework. So it's like one headed, and you want to make every single week a thread like this that you're going to copy paste to every platform. And essentially, you start with a broad based heading for all of them, but you do one for top of the funnel, one for middle of the funnel, and one for the bottom of the funnel. And you have a different lens when you're speaking to each of the types of audience. So the top of the funnel, they don't know who you are already. Like they have no idea who, who is this person. So you need to start by saying something that's really credibility and authority building. So in the eyes of your ideal client, how can you do that? Well, if you're fitness and health, a really easy example is just like a personal transformation photo. Sure. I was, I was 250 pounds pounds and now I'm 150 pounds here's how I lost 100 pounds without losing my life okay mm-hmm. then get into the copy point number one whatever it is point number two insert the CTA in the end of that one point number three point number four point number five thanks for reading remember DM me this word like that's literally just one framework yeah. that could be for the top of the funnel for the middle of the funnel these people know who you are they follow you they're curious to learn more okay. some tactics 
that relate to the way that you serve your clients. So you can do this through the lens of a client's story. Here's how my client achieved whatever it is. Without blah, 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 here you go. And then just go into the exact same framework that I just said. And then the third one, bottom of the funnel, you just want to give them a direct offer. So it could be, are you into insert outcome? If so, DM me the word info. Just give them an opportunity to take to raise their hand. And like, I think people just overcomplicate their social media. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. That could literally be like, okay, minimum, I'm going to post three times a week. Going to get that down. Not going to start adding any like fancy video content or anything yet. Let's get these bits down first. Yeah. But people yeah. just don't want to do it. They want to reinvent the wheel and do something complicated because it's, it's you know, well, then they have you, a reason why it's not working, right? Right. And do you, do you see that people, when they struggle here, they're also just straight up trying to copy somebody else? And that's that's one of the reasons why they, they struggle? Well, I think the reason why they copy someone else is it causes them to do another strategy. Mm. When our clients, like, they just literally post five, they do five times a week. So we do three of the thread style. And then for the middle of the funnel and the bottom of the funnel, they'll do a direct style as well, which is like the middle of the funnel would be like, I just put together a free training on XYZ. Who wants the link? Mm -hmm. Comment me. And then they get sent the link, the leads. And then for the bottom of the funnel, it would just be another, like, I have five spots open. However many, however many sales calls you have open for that week. I have five spots open for it is to whatever the outcome is into outcome dm me info if you want to whatever the outcome is mm-hmm. like literally that's that's pretty much it and 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 so i think i think the thing is they try and do too many different things that they can't stick to the basic fundamentals that's what i see a lot right and that's where you know my initial question here is like what is the foundation and you know what i heard i heard a couple things and you're the expert so correct me if i if i didn't hear them right but this whole thing about different platforms do different things what you're saying is no what works works and it works across all platforms so why spend so much time trying to do the fad thing on one social media platform when you don't even have the basic messaging correct if you don't know who you are if you don't know what you do who you do it for and for what outcome it doesn't matter what you say on what platform it's not, it's gonna fall flat but am i am i yeah. hearing that right oh yeah 100 percent. and like what works on one platform will work on the others it will right. it just might be that you posted like at a really bad time of day okay. or like you said a, you you said a word that that platform doesn't like mm-hmm. right yeah and i'm catching what your you know that your your strategy there too is your CTA is to have them send you a DM. So that way, perhaps you're not getting in trouble for spam messaging people, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. If I see one more person talking about cold DM, 100 people a day, I'm going to go crazy. And again, that happens all the time. And, and I'm sure you get it. I get it all the time too. I get people that this cold DM me, you know. It's tough now too, because, you know, it used to be pretty easy to spot them, you know, but now at least maybe it's probably because of the world that I'm in, but there'd be a lot of mutual friends or mutual connections. And I'll think, ah, okay. And next thing you know, you get the cold DM. Yeah, come join my my group to help me with this well so what makes you think i struggle with that <laughs> yeah that's it's so rude isn't it yeah like i <laughs> right. really hate that it's so rude i mean i think if you're going to be doing cold outbound like how can you do warm outbound right because that's lower hanging fruit so who's liking the post who's following you that's a better strategy if you're going to actually do prospecting i think prospecting is awesome but don't just go cold it's really hard to get cold outbound to convert and for most people who are at the stage where Depends what size your business is at, but like if you're below like five million a year, doing cold outbound is is a hard game. You need a big team for that, and you need a you need it like grit your teeth for a good eight months to get it converting. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you dropping so much wisdom here around how this works. So, so some people clam up because they don't want to give away their secrets, but I really do oh, appreciate you. I'm an open book. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, my whole thing is like, I want to give away everything and you've caught me at the afternoon time. So my brain's a little more slow than it usually would be, but hopefully it was valuable. Yeah, absolutely. So for people that, that I know and people that are in my audience who do have an offer and and they do have a a validated offer at, at a certain, and they hear this and they want to connect with you What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, the best place would be impactschoolmethod.com. We actually have a really in-depth training there mm-hmm. on the social media sales system that I mentioned, which I didn't go too deep on because my brain is a little mushy. Mm-hmm. It's free. So it's just impactschoolmethod.com. And if anyone's interested, there's a link there to schedule an appointment to discuss if we can actually help you inside of one of our offerings. And then with regards to you're listening to a podcast. So Impact School is the name of our show as well. I've interviewed like, Grant Cardone, Dean Graziosi, Ed Myler, and various others on there. Mm. So yeah, you can check that out too and consume some more content all about scaling your business. Yeah, perfect. Lauren, thank you so much for your time. And I'm glad that we were able to do this. And there's just a lot of things in there. You know, I'm going to come back to the to the to the core values piece of it that, like you said, it's not very common. I I, I very rarely run into people that have core values in place and they're they're using them as a compass in their life. So you're a kindred spirit for me for for doing that. What one more question for you though, because this upgraded life is all about upgrading your life, but it's also the idea of what is mindset and and how did mind play a role in your journey. You've already kind of touched on a little bit, but how do, how do you define what mindset is? It's literally the level in which you set your mind mm-hmm. and that dictates everything. And so you can choose to upgrade it. You can choose to keep it the same and just ignore it. But we all know what happens when you just push things in the corner and pretend like they're not there. Eventually it comes back around and unfortunately hits you in ways that you never thought was going to happen. So for me, mindset is all about setting my mind to something and then ensuring that I channel my energy towards that and blocking out the noise. So give me, give me one great tip for how do you, how to channel your channel, your energy. Simple things like I just won't tolerate bad vibes around me. Mm-hmm. Like I have an automated response. If someone is going to send me a message on what's right. Cause in case I'm somehow got my number, I have any notifications on. I leave my phone plugged into the wall while I'm working. And if I'm not in a hotel, I will leave it in a different room plugged into the wall. So it's just about trying to remove distractions because, well, what is the distraction? It is the opposite of traction. And I want as much traction in my life as I can get. Love it. Yeah. Nice. So that's an excellent tip, right? It's it's safeguarding your your energy and your vibe. You don't letting other people influence it or steal it. Yeah. That's that was great. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Lauren, thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show. Yes, it was fun. Cheers. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Definitely like-minded for sure. That's as well. And hey, if you are a online business owner and you think that you could benefit from working with Lauren, if your social media just isn't quite there, she's going to be your gal, right? But you got to have something started. Don't go to her if you don't have a business already started with some income there uh, because that's not who she works the best with. But if you've been in the game for a little bit and you want to figure out how to level up and scale up in a way that's going to be manageable, I would highly encourage you to check out Lauren and the programs that she has to offer. As always, I want to offer a huge thanks to my listeners. If you find this episode of the Upgraded Life podcast helpful, do all the things that you know how to do. Leave it a five-star review. Uh, Give it a thumbs up. Whatever you can do, wherever you're listening to this episode, uh, give it some love on the socials. That just helps me, helps the algorithm, helps the powers that be to let the world know that this is a valuable resource for people. 
as always, I have some special offers for folks, and particularly you listeners of the Upgraded Life podcast. You know that I've been helping men with uh, destructive anger. I've been helping them to develop the skills necessary in order to get complete control over anger. So if you're a man and you're listening to this and you've been given an ultimatum, get this fixed or else, uh, don't waste any time and don't work with somebody who isn't an expert. I'm going to bring you expert intervention using time tested and proven skills and tools to help you get complete control of your anger. You can find all that information about my anger resolution program in the show notes below. I've been able to show more and more people how to boost their education about all things blockchain, all things Bitcoin. I have two e-courses and a community to support your knowledge in those areas. If you're starting from zero knowledge, that's okay. Uh, my Crypto 101 course will help you get to up to speed. If you are beyond uh, Crypto 101 and you want to learn how to start investing in crypto, then my Crypto 201 course is going to be for you. Those are under the brand, The Ultimate Crypto Startup. And again, you can find the links to those programs in the show notes below. Now I want to talk to you about one of the most exciting opportunities that I have ever been able to offer the people in my audience, in my community, those people that follow me. So here it is. I'd say over the last three to four years, I've been plugged into a particular community. And this community has grown and evolved over time. And it has now gotten to the place to where I am able to help onboard people into this community. Why would you want to be part of this community? Let me tell you. If you've been tracking or following me over the last handful of years, you probably have asked the question, how does Nick do all this stuff? How did he figure out how to launch a podcast? How does he run social media channels? How did he convert his income from a traditional nine-to-five job to a non-standard online business revenue platform where I get to work when I want and however much I want, depending on what the need is at the time. Well, I'm here to tell you, I didn't do it all on my own. Of course, I had to take my own action. I had to put in my own effort, but I've been supported by a community for the last handful of years. And without that community, I would have not been able to do any of the things that I'm doing right now. That community is known as the Guardian Academy. And the Guardian Academy has everything that anybody needs to upgrade their life and to live the life that they truly want. The Guardian Academy offers an online community that you have access to 24-7. They offer weekly calls with true masters in all sorts of disciplines, ranging from real estate to human development to creating online revenue streams. You name it. Anything that has to do with humans being better humans, the Guardian Academy has something to offer you. When you're a member of the Guardian Academy, you also have access to live events that happen several times a year. So here's my offer. I only have the capacity to help maybe about five people join the Guardian Academy because it will take a partnership between in order to meet all of the requirements. It's not a simple buy your way in, join and get started. You have to put in some work and I'm offering to help you do the work so that you can be a full fledged member of the Guardian Academy. So if you're interested in that and you wanna know more about how to get the process started, there'll be a link in the show notes below or you could go to the website www.tgaportal.com. There'll be a couple of videos there for you to watch. 
And then if you're still interested, fill out the form and that will get you on my email list and I'll be sure to reach out to you and give you all the information that you need. Again, I only have capacity to work with about five people to join the Guardian Academy with me being the guide. So if you have any interest at all in that, I would say don't delay. Fill out that form. Let me know that you're interested because it's going to be the first five. And after that, I don't know. I may not ever do it again, um, but I am going to be committed to five people who want to join the Garden Academy. I'll leave you here with another final thank you for being in my audience. Thank you for listening to the Upgraded Life podcast. This is me, Dr. Nick Sotelo, urging you to do something today that will upgrade your life. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Upgraded Life podcast. This show doesn't exist without you, the listeners, and so I appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to show your appreciation back to me and to this podcast, there's a couple ways to do that. One way is to be subscribed to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you are an Apple user, you can go over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. All of those things help. And now I want to talk about two projects that I have going that are out there that I think are very important if you're the right person for them. So the first project is my anger resolution program. And this is for men, fathers that own businesses that have anger that's completely out of control. And if that's you, I have developed a program specifically for that so that you can get complete control of your anger, that you can rebuild the relationship with your loved ones, and that you can make your business more profitable. That is all contained in my anger resolution program. If you want the info about that, Check out the show notes and there'll be a link there for you for anger resolution. The other project that I have going, which is equally as important in my mind, and it's a lot of fun, is based around blockchain and cryptocurrency education. So if you've listened to this podcast this year in 2023, you will have heard that several of them have focused on cryptocurrency. And that's not by accident. That's been a big part of my uh, free time, my extra time, and my financial strategy uh, over the last uh, 18 months or so. So I have founded, together with some partners, a organization called the Ultimate Crypto Startup, and we offer crypto education. Our Crypto 101 course is completely free, and it is designed for the person who knows traditional finance, and they're curious about the world of decentralized finance. So if that's you, but you, you don't even know what a Bitcoin is, you don't even know what blockchain is or how blockchain technology works, Crypto 101 is exactly what you need to build that knowledge into you so that way you can look at the world of decentralized finance from an informed vantage point. So Crypto 101, if you want info on that, again, look in the show notes and you will find the link for that course. All right, my listeners to the Upgraded Life podcast, I'm going to sign off for now and I'm going to urge you to do something as soon as this show is done to upgrade your life, to boost your mindset. Take action today.